Hello and welcome to episode 148 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man who's still technically an undefeated reserves footy coach, Mick. And let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Our first co-host is the man most voted... Fucking hell. Voted (laughs) most likely to bust a thumb because he can't catch. Welcome, Alex. Can't field, actually. It wasn't a catch. It wasn't a drop catch. I just can't field properly. Next up, the man voted most likely to think that might have been about him, but it wasn't. Welcome, David. Thought that was a bit coming my way then, but then I, <laughs> I remember I don't go to the doctors when I do mine, so it can't be me. And finally, the man voted most likely to take guard right-handed, then bat left-handed. Welcome, Ross. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Feeling tip-top. Feeling <laughs> good. You haven't gone out of COVID, jab and got yourself sick, have you, Roscoe? No. Got that 5G cough, mate. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> All right. Um, also, like, I don't think putting the microphone in your mouth um, really cures any sickness, mate. Just let you know. I know it's an old wives' tale, but, you know. <laughs> all right. So welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we're going to kick off like we always kick off with a bit of cricket news and who's been a knobhead. And it's fair to say there's a lot more who's been a knobhead than cricket news, but we'll do what we can. <laughs> so we kick off with um, a bloke who looks like a knobhead and is a knobhead, Chris Lynn. So um, during oh, the week, yeah. anyone who's been all over this stuff would have noticed there was a suggestion from Mr. Lynn that the CA, that is Cricket Australia, should mm. foot the bill for a chartered flight to bring all the Australian players home from the IPL. So this is the same players Mm. who ignored every shred of common fucking sense available to them to go to India in the first place. As we talked about during the last podcast, India had massive COVID cases and it's only grown since then. But you know what they say, the almighty dollar makes makes the world go round. So this... um, I'm going to have a bit of a rant here, then we'll talk about it. So this fucking self-serving <laughs> arrogance of this request is fucking mind-blowing. Oh. Lynn's reasoning is that CA should fit the bill because CA takes 10% of every IPL contract, but that 10% goes into the grassroots fund that the players fought so hard to fucking have. So what he's saying is he wants basically the grassroots fund that's meant to go out to every local club and help, you know, things in the local community. He wants us. So he wants we're all involved at local cricket clubs. He wants us to give up that money so he can get a private fucking jet home when he's gone somewhere to make millions of dollars because he's too fucking dumb to not fucking realise what was going to happen. Give me a fucking spell, you bald-headed cunt. Alrighty, who else has an opinion on this? He doesn't even play for Australia. Fuck him. Like, he wants... Wants to turn his back on actual cricket to go travel around the world earning shitloads of corn. You could pay for your own fucking flight, pal. King Oath. I got a point, Mick. Yes, let's go. Uh, if if he'd never signed up to go to the IPL, Cricket Australia wouldn't have got his ten percent. Yeah, well, that's true as well. And then, but then also he wouldn't need to get the private jet back. <laughs> Interesting. <Also> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting his choice for the. Um... 
gold gilded jet, oh. seeing yeah, as yeah. he's a high ranking member of the Gilded Bubble Society, I think. That's it. Fucking like just like, the tone deafness of it is just like. And, just and another thing, he was one of the players who broke the COVID protocols during the BBL. <laughs> I wonder if he's following the COVID Knock protocols in India. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck, crazy. I hope he's following those ones in India because otherwise he might get COVID. Yeah. It was uh, Went to a nightclub About four hours later um, Oh, four hours after Pat Cummins donated 50 grand To the yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, true it's like, I mean, 50 grand's fucking excessive Donation you know for what, one out person At a Pat Cummins IPL contract It's about fucking half a percent Oh, that's a good point it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like us going in the MCG On Anzac Day and giving a digger Five bucks <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's still fifty grand. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it is. I'm not saying it's not. It's a lot of money for you and me, but for a bloke you just got. What's he getting? Like three and a half million to play there? Something like that. Yeah. It's not that much. Sure, given if someone, would, but if it was me personally, I probably would even give him the fifty grand because I'm fucking. That's my money. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like giving a fiver. There you go, and walking off. <laughs> yes, that's Alex. that's actually, that's absolutely true. It's like looking at like. Um, I don't know, Elon Musk donates fucking $400 million to charity. It's like, well, the drop in the ocean. And I agree with you on that. And also, for comparison, Cricket Australia donated exactly 50000 as well. <laughs> One person they're paying donated fifty grand, And then the whole corporation comes together and donates fifty grand, which probably come out of the grassroots foundation because they've got to, probably got it a bit spare there because you have to jump through 700 flaming hoops to get any fucking dime of that money. Uh, and when, you, and when you get off the podcast, open up your fucking email account that your My Cricket's linked to and you'll have an email from Cricket Australia asking for you to fucking give money as well because I have one of those before I jumped on the fucking <laughs> podcast. And it went boom, straight in the bin on your bike. <laughs> the cheek of them. That cheek on them, exactly. So, um, speaking of um, uh, the uh, bloke stuck the in the mint. <laughs> speaking of bloke stuck in the yes, Alex. Just before we um continue, you might be wanting, might be talking about this, but I saw a tweet. I forget who by, which is a fantastic amount of That's research that we always do uh, here, um, commenting on how it was deemed too dangerous to travel to South Africa for the English side and the Australian side um, during the COVID. Probably was a COVID peak over there, but and then everyone's just Tom's went there. Oh, so maybe it was someone else that didn't go. I can't remember. There was two sides that didn't go to South Africa, apparently, according to this tweet. But Australia didn't go, definitely. Um, but yeah, considering that, that it seems okay to go to India now for all the Australian contracted players to go on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so Mick's doing the uh, well, Universal Simpson for... Money. Yeah. yeah. Universal, Universal symbol for um, sheets. Um, but yeah, just interesting that, isn't it? Like, well, was it really COVID motivated then the Australian pulling out of South Africa? Maybe it was, but just it a bit convenient. Maybe a fact that the ICC is talking about, which we like, we can discuss this later on. But there's, you know, talk now the ICC basically just get kicking South Africa out because their government's taken over their cricket program, which is a violation of the ICC bylaws. So there might have been, I'm not saying this, but there might have been pressure on CA and the others to go, hey, put a bit of pressure. Don't legitimise that board that they've 
Yeah, well, it's a proxy board now. I read a little bit about that, but that's for a different yeah, day. We'll talk about that later because I don't want to talk Cricket about governance. Yeah, well, I think we'll talk mm. about before we move on from this. <laughs> Just as I was getting on the podcast, there was another article doing the rounds. Or it was a tweet that got turned into an article because that's the way fucking the world works now. Michael Slater has come out and said that the Australian government have blood on their hands because they refuse to let the people who went to the IPL to get bank sheets come back and go straight into Australia. And the reason he believes this is because guess what he fucking is commentating? The IP fucking out. Because he did the exact same thing the players did and went, money, money, money. Got on his plane and fucking went off. Well, he's actually, um, according to reports, in the Maldives. So he's left the the Indian bubble, now stuck in the Maldives. Probably worst place you could be stuck. I feel for him. Maybe maybe Cricket Australia could ask us to donate to the Slatsy Fund. We'll get him back. (laughs) Get him on an oil tanker or something. I just... Heard a report in from the Maldives, David. He made uh, he made ninety, but then ran himself out. <laughs> yeah. Beach cricket. Put his entire kit in the dunny afterwards. Yeah. Is it the uh, dives or the deeps? Yeah. Did I get that wrong? Uh, pronounce it how you Maldives, like. Mate. Or pronounce it how you like. Tomato, tomato. I, I prefer to go with Maldivi. <laughs> oh yeah. Maldivis. Maldivis. <laughs> so did Maldivis. Mike, my, my, Michael Divanuto. Maldivis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that, Ross. I agree. Uh, very similar. It's an Italian word, I believe, Michael. You understand. Kane Richardson tried to sneak out the back door and come in fucking through the side. Because that's what those boys did and wound up in quarantine when no one was meant to come back from India. They hopped to another country, then come back into Australia. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think that's legit via Doha. And they got in before the, the date, the closing date. Yeah, they yeah. left early. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know what, you know what? If they didn't, if they didn't go, they wouldn't have to leave early. But anyway, that's it. Yeah. If you never, uh, never we, go, you never, never get COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you never, never go, then Nick Adam Zamp would never, never know that he's only getting picked for every fourth game. Yeah, so he wouldn't have known that <laughs> if he didn't go. <laughs> we could have tipped it. We could have predicted <laughs> to him, Adam. I don't reckon you're good enough. I reckon you only get two goes out of eight. <laughs> Uh, fuck the IPL anyway. Fuck it. Before we say fully fuck the IPL, we've got more news out of the IPL to speak about. And it Great returns news. another knobhead who, who comes from Australia, and that's David Warner. So, yeah, so speaking of knobheads in the IPL, Dave Warner has been axed as the skipper of the Hyderabad Sunrises. For those wondering, playing at home, Dave Warner co- um, captained them to their only title in 2016, I think it was. Um, yeah. So he will be replaced by the New Zealander, Kane Williamson. So the Sunrisers sit on the bottom of the ladder. They have one win from their six matches. And, they're in, and there's a few theories going around at the moment as to why he lost the captaincy. I read that. So theory number one that came out pretty much on the day was that the coaching staff, who led by Trevor Bayliss and Tom Moody... Tom Moody's quite tall, for anyone wondering. Um, oh, shit. They were pissed off with him because he batted too slow in his last innings, and they believed that's what cost them the win. So, if, so that in that innings, he made his 50th IPL 50, which is pretty good going. But, um, but yeah, so, the, so that was the number one theory that went around kind of straight after the fact and all that type of stuff. The theory number two, which was put out by Dale Stain today, which is a little bit more interesting, is that Bayless and Moody were pissed off with Warner because he was openly complaining about not getting the side he wanted as captain. Yeah, their team selection. Yeah, so he he had complained in the media about team selection. 
for the life of me, I read the article, didn't write down the name of the bloke who wasn't picked. but It, uh, it was Pandy. That's who it was. It was Pandy. He, he missed the first three games, I think, and then eventually they put him in. So Finish Pandy. Yeah, so basically they're the theories doing the rounds at the moment why Warner was kicked out. He was replaced in the side by Muhammad Nabi, who proceeded to do sweet fuck all. <laughs> yeah, by one over, went for 21. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Alexander. Um, has anyone asked Grandpa Ian of his conspiracy theory about uh, why Warner hasn't no, been No, Chapanon hasn't weighed in yet. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting. Do you think Chapanon follows the IPL? Uh, I think, yeah, Chapanon follows everything, mate. Chapanon's everywhere. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. I think everywhere and nowhere, Ross, at the yeah. same time. Chapanon's under the theory that Trevor Bayless and Tom Moody are lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would account for him being so tall. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, either way, the cunt's not captain, so on your bike, mate. <laughs> cunt's not captain. Well, someone's got... One head's got to roll at least for being on the bottom of the ladder. Oh, that's exactly right. Someone's got to go. Coach, assistant coach, captain, whatever. The owner's Obviously not going Obviously, player. Yeah. Alrighty, so from there we move on to speaking of... Captains, we're going to talk about Steve Smith. So there was an article that recently, um, I think, got put out today or yesterday, speaking of um, the young man, not young man, old man, Mr. Dr. Simon Longstaff, who was the man who did a cultural review after all the bullshit with the fucking sandpaper and rah, rah, rah. He has endorsed that Steve Smith should return or could possibly return as the Australian captain. So, Mr. Longstaff, or Dr. Longstaff, to his friends, um, (laughs) is the head of the Ethics Centre, whatever the fuck the Ethics Centre is. Um, And he said he had no philosophical objection to Smith being made captain again. Well, thank fuck for that, Simon, because (laughs) we all know CA goes through you for all fucking selections. That's why you're the chairman of selectors, apparently, that we fucking know about. Um, Basically... Some cunt wrote a review, said everyone was shit. Now one of the blokes who was shit's not shit anymore, and he should be captain. Or he can, he can be captain because he philosophically does not object to it, which is really nice of him. Yes, Alex. Just some news on uh, my professional front, guys. Just uh, just out of the blue here. Um, I'm now heading up Ethics HQ. <laughs> um, so if if for this podcast, if you want to just run anything by me about whether what my opinion on you know anyone doing anything ethically or non-ethically, you can just ask me because I think it's my organisation's equally as bullshit as the Ethics Centre. <laughs> uh, what about you, Roscoe? You got a viewpoint? I was uh, read. Yes, I read the article and I um, I saw that uh, Dr. Longstaff had made a lot of suggestions and he said lots of them have been followed, but he was disappointed that uh, one of the main ones hadn't been followed, which was that Cricket Australia set up an ethics centre to deal with issues like this. Oh, I wonder so if he thought perhaps there was a job in it for him by making mm-hmm. that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perhaps an expert in ethics. And that's why he's... Yeah, might run that ethics centre. Someone from the ethics centre, the ethics centre. So, well, luckily I've started up my own uh, HQ or headquarters, if you will, for the old pylons. So I might be putting my uh, hat in the ring, so to speak. I was going to say, um, Alex, what do you think about um, Japanese whaling habits? (laughs) 
I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, I'll be sitting on the fence on that one, um, if that's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, got any other curly ones yeah. for me? I'd, personally, um, I'd rather see Steve Smith captain a whaling ship than captain the Australian cricket team. I'm going to say that's not a thing, Mick. Um, and I'm not going to give you any reasons why I think that. <laughs> oh. Okay. What about if we put Shane Warne and Scott Muller in a rowboat together? What do you think might happen okay. ethically? Um, can I just ask a, a quick question just to confirm? Um, what yeah, what do you think a... that rowboat be on? Oh, Indian Ocean. Oh, okay. I'm going to say that's not ethical then. <laughs> okay. If it yeah. was the Pacific, then it is ethical. Uh-huh. That's what I've learned over the multiple years becoming a doctor in ethics. So. All right, nice. let's what remember we, we talk about? give up our hard-earned free time to record this podcast. So let's move on. What do you think the Steve Smith captaincy stuff, David? God, <laughs> fuck. Better <laughs> that just... conversation we just had. Fucking hell. Whatever. I don't care if he captains or not. I really don't. Fair enough. I'm Ugh. sick of talking about him. He's fucking. He annoys me. <laughs> Willie, do you think if he got captain again, he would up the ante on his um, Instagram selling habits, or would he down the ante? I'm going to say it's not ethical to do that, Ross. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All righty. So let's um, move on to something that, well, it's a little bit more positive for some people and not positive for others. So the uh, so CA, Cretus Grayer, has, li- has released their uh, list of contract players for the next 12 months. So we'll have a quick rundown through that and have a bit of a discussion about who's in and who's out. So um, in, we've got, uh, in alphabetical order, we've got Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Paddy Cummings, Aaron Finch, uh, Big Tall Cam Green, Noni Hazelwood, uh, Nate Lyon, Glenn the Big Show Maxwell, the Lasagna Manus, Timmy Payne, Jimmy Pattinson, Fucking all right. Jai Richardson, oh. Kane Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Dave Warner, and Adam Zampar. So um, the big story that came out is not the big story, but the story that did the rounds was Trav Head has got the chop. So he's gone from the vice captaincy to the outhouse, basically. Um, and he found out while he was on a family camping trip in remote South Australia when he finally got a bit of service on his phone. So that's a nice way for Cricket Australia to do it as well. But... Um, Yes, That's so the worst story I've read, Mick, in the last week was <laughs> the page long. On my phone, it was a page worth of information about how Travis Head was getting phone reception on his holiday. Because yeah. he went out with his fiance and his father-in-law to be or something. It's like, this yep. is the worst crap I've re- read on the... I read a lot of crap on the CIA app because it has a lot of it. <laughs> I get sucked in and I start reading it. And I said, That's the worst thing I've read this, this summer. I'd go that far. Wow. To stay. So yeah. he, he found out by phone, which I imagine is how everyone else found out. So he <laughs> yeah, might have been right. slightly later because he didn't have reception, right? And yeah, all the and idiots... he knew that the contract list was being released, yeah, on exactly, the day, and he right. decided to go on the holiday because he wasn't that fussed. About it. Yeah. Also, like <sighs> all these South Australian who whinging about him not getting a contract, how because he's vice captain, blah blah. He can still get picked if yeah, he's good right. enough. They'll yeah. still pick him. He just doesn't get guaranteed money for twelve months. Yeah. Well, you look at like. Bukowski hasn't got yeah. a contract. Um, so they also got rid of Wadey. or took Wadey off the contract list. Yeah. Wade has featured in all three teams this summer. Yeah. And now doesn't have a contract. So um, and reality is you'd think if Finchie wasn't skipper of the white ball stuff, they probably would have given him a contract either. Yeah, true. No way. Yeah, um, that's right. It doesn't preclude anyone from playing a game. Nick Maddinson doesn't have a contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The one that Walking. doesn't surprise me, and you would have heard it. I'll get you in a sec, Alex. The, you would have heard it when I was reading the names out. Patson got a contract, which he fucking. I can't remember the last time he played for Australia. Like, Who do we play this year? Yeah, the Ashes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's no, not necessarily a reason to give someone a contract just because you think they're going to play. Like, Head will play in some format somewhere. Like, it's just going to happen. For South Australia? No, for <laughs> Australia. No, he won't. They don't play him in white ball cricket, which is his forte. And then he's not good enough for the test team. So, oh, no. Zero. I think he is, did a bit of research on that. But, you know, I'll, we'll no, let that for another not, time. No, they're not playing any games. They're only going to play like five tests and three ODIs in the next 12 months, aren't they? That's it. Yeah, but I think, but like, Alex has a point. If you look at his shield numbers compared to a lot of the other bats in Australia, like, there's not anyone that's really forcing him out of that test side. You know what he is? Chad Sayers, mate. He's found his level. Yeah, He's very good point. at that level. Maybe uh, 38 with the batter test level. If they need a bloke to come in and make a series of scores between 15 and 41, look comfortable then. <laughs> get, out of, get out at second slip. Yeah, that's, yeah. he's the man. Get him in the team. When we need that, then he's the man for it. Uh, okay. Watson like did that for 10 years. Got exactly. a gig. <laughs> exactly. That's what we needed at the time, Alex. So we an opener who'd do that and bowl 10 overs a day. Of, his uh, overall record very, very similar to Usman Kawaja. Yep, in and he's not the team either. No, but Usman Kawaja got a lot longer of a stint and played a lot more games. Nah, nah. Travis Head's still young. He's got plenty of time to be in the other team I mean. another six times. That's what I mean. Just That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's I'm a, it's very a, to actually look up who, like, their, um, Don't bring facts into this, Mick, please. Come on. We've got enough information <laughs> flying around oh, here with all the stuff we make up. Yeah. So the reason why I was uh, putting my hand up before, Mick, was yeah. um, to... You had to I think I point. did notice that you know some uh, reviews have been listened to by Cricket Australia as they wait until they announce the contract listing until they'd spoken to Head. Previously, they would have just announced it and called him later, and he would have found mm. out by text via like you know a text message from a friend that saw it or something previously. His mate. Yeah, exactly. Like someone that had been an exception, hadn't been deep in the Flinders Ranges, Ross. Hiking up the side of oh, a... it's amazing what you can do when you use common sense. Yeah, yeah. but it's just I found that interesting. We tell those Previously, people before have, we tell the media. Yeah, they wouldn't have given a fuck about that, like you know, six years ago. I don't think. No, they, yeah. that's right. They would have used the Tip Madsley method. Oh, read in the paper. <laughs> don't care. Does, <laughs> tip Madsley <laughs> method. Does it surprise you, fellas, that Travis Head doesn't have a Test wicket? It does. Yes. Yeah. I thought he would have got a couple. Because now they try and bowl him all the time. I thought he was. Yeah. Does it surprise you guys that uh, Ken Green doesn't have a test wicket? <laughs> no. Not at all. He didn't get his field wicket after Christmas either. <laughs> or, oh, he got like a couple of ODIs. Oh, sorry. List A. List A. Oh, God. <sighs> How long have we been doing this? <laughs> Uh, 148 episodes. I don't mm. reckon Paul's going to last at 150. Just to be <laughs> <laughs> lucky. He's on a He's on the precipice. I'll be lucky to last 148. <laughs> might help to turn the light on there, Paul. It might help your mood a little bit. You just worry about what you're doing, pal. <laughs> Getting used to darkness. Um, Have more of it soon. Apart from that, there's not really anything too shocking in there. Probably the one thing you would class as being shocking is that, like, there's no, like, really um, test-specific players 
in the contract list. Like, apart from Payne, like, who only really plays Test, everyone else plays multiple formats. So, that's, um, I thought that's... We have, we don't have many Test-specific players anymore, do we? Like, it's a bit of a... Yeah, true. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. There's not many that are Test-only players. Pado. Pado, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't play anything with tests. But if he gets up and about, they'll try and play him in everything because they do it every single time and then they'll fucking yeah. oh, kill him. Don't reckon. I reckon you'll see Mitch Stark just play white ball stuff a bit more or a pink ball test. Like in the Ashes over in England. Yeah. And then um, Pato will come and play a bit more and then also Mick Meese, I reckon, will play and they'll rotate their squad of fast bowlers because they got burnt badly this year. So they're going to be That's an overreaction next summer. Yeah. Yes, Al. That's interesting that they have picked cross-format players pretty much specifically because um, the directive from whichever uh, review they had was to pick the a minimum of uh, eleven contract, uh, sorry, seventeen contracted players and a maximum of twenty or something like that. But mm-hmm. the players had to have a focus on Test cricket to be get to be given a um, contract. A central contract, which is interesting. They've, you know, they're, they're all playing. Most of them are playing in the test side, but you're right; they are multi-formatted. There isn't really, you know, formerly a lion that only ever played test, or a Hazelwood or whatever that mainly played test. Yeah, <coughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting yeah. because if they give, say, a retainer of um, four hundred grand or something, it's only going to be five games. So that's a lot of money per game. Mm, true. It's only interesting. Hundred thousand per test match. So yeah. of that, um. Of that list of seventeen blokes, seven don't play test cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they picked that. They followed that directive, I guess. But make test side. But maybe um, maybe that's maybe that's just Australian cricket at the moment, where we have our best cricketers and they're better than everyone else. There isn't really a format specific team like you know um, England sort of have. Like, like you know, you're going to pick them anyway. Why fucking have contracts in the first place? Mm. So they don't just fuck off and play T20 forever. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, that is what. See, it is. Chris Lynn, he could fuck off too. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was going to be the 18th one, but they said, oh, well, uh, yeah, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I oh, talked about chartered jets. We can't have that. So, fucking, no, you don't contract. Yeah, so, yeah, so then the other one in there, obviously, you know, Usman, who's had a pretty good summer, didn't get in there, but he's, you know, no matter what Justin Langer keeps telling us on, no matter how many Amazon Prime specials they do, he doesn't like who's, but I don't care what he does. Nah. Hates his guts. Yeah. All righty. Speaking of Queenslanders uh, that we fucking hate, let's talk about the Sheffield Shield final. Oh, yeah. So, um, this actually happened, was happening at, during our last podcast. So it's, it's wound up now. So uh, so the Queensland and ho- Queenslanders, Queenslanders hosted the New South Wales at uh, Allen Border Field. So, um, for those of you playing at home, that is built on a tip. Um, so, <laughs> so, the Spoon, Curtis Patterson, who's the new South Wales skipper, won the toss and elected to have it back. And that is where his downfall would be. So, they got rolled for 143. So, the Spoon himself, top scored with 43. Sean Abbott was the next price with 23. Jeez. So, uh, obviously, it was a bowler's deck. And uh, more or less, Mick Nessa took five for 27. Um, and Jake, the Wildebeest, Wildemouth, got four for 21. 
So uh, Queensland went out to have a bat. They would get rolled for 389. Marnus would make 192 of that Jeez. 380. Jesus. Uh, so the next highest score was uh, two-metre Peter Bryce Street, who got uh, 46. So the next best score was 46. <laughs> so short Amazing. average score for 71. Nate Lyon would get the gin for getting three for 116. Good on you, mate. So New South Wales would go out needing about five million to build it, build a decent score. The Queenslanders would have to chase. They would get bowled for two hundred and thirteen to lose by an innings and thirty-three. Smashed. Dan Hughes would get forty. Matty Jilks would get thirty-seven. The son of the paper magnate Brendan Doggart would get three for thirty-seven, and the X Factor Xavier Bartlett would get three for forty-two, and the old our old favourite Mitch Swepson would get three for sixty-eight. He obviously uh, recovered from his massive bowling bowling stick. <laughs> and managed to have a bowl in the Sheffield Shield final. So congratulations to him and all his family and his ancestors. <laughs> um, so man of the match, unsurprisingly, was the flying lasagna Manus Labashane. I tell you what, we should be stockbrokers because we got off him just at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm a good judge of cricket because I said New South Wales would shit this in. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Tuesday turned up. But anyway. Yeah, you all did. Played like a bunch no, of I was a Queensland <laughs> man. Queensland. Queensland. What was that, Ross? I said New South Wales talked a big game, then turned up and played like a bunch of spuds. It's weird because they had the whole Australian bowling attack pretty much. Yeah. I know their batting wasn't. They were also tired from playing yeah. eight games of cricket across four months. So yeah, and bowling like eight overs in the nets. So they played less cricket over more time than they do in a normal season. <laughs> Hard to fathom. I think it's just in their minds. They need a team psychologist in yeah. New South Wales. Talking about interesting things that uh, Queenslanders do, I saw a wonderful video of Usman Khawaja and some of his coin tosses <laughs> recently. Fuck, they're he, said, he said he's not a rule breaker, Alex, but he, he likes to try and challenge um, convention. He's oh. a challenger. He's a bit of a disruptor. So yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he is. Is that why he wears his... basketball singlets to cricket meetings? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves cricket... a sticker on the brim of his flat back. Oh, what oh, a fucking idiot. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, he, not only does he try, try and throw the coin as far <laughs> as he can at every coin toss he goes, but he also wears his floppy maroon out to the coin toss. Yeah. That's Which another part of being not a rule breaker, but a person who challenges Pushing the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. see where you can go. Yeah. Uh, like I possible. do on this podcast, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he also said that he wants to captain a BBL team so he can do a bat flip and throw the bat as high as he can. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would challenge the convention. Uh, what was his name? Got sat this week. Oh, not this week, this year. They had it all right here. Hey? Oh, no. Callum Fergus. That's right. Callum Fergus. Yeah, Callum Fergus. Well, there you go. Binny Thunder looking for a captain, eh? Yes, Alex. What's even more amazing about this Shield final is Usman Kawaja and his team battled through the obvious um, rules that were against them from the very beginning <laughs> in this game that they, they couldn't possibly win. It's unfair to finish on top and have whatever the rule he was talking about, which I can't even remember right now, against him when they won by an innings at 100 and some fucking runs or whatever it was. Crazy. It was like one of those movies where the old stuck-in-the-mud commissioner went, we're not going to win this and changed all the rules, and they won anyway. Good on them. Yeah. Then so they I... TP'd the commissioner's house at the end. 
put Marnus's innings in perspective. Uh, so it was the fourth highest score in the history of Sheffield Shield finals. Uh, the highest is by former West Australian and Canberra Comet, Mike Valletta, who Thank got you. 262 against the Vicks in, in 1986-87. Uh, next up is one of our favourites here at the podcast, Jimmy Marr. You got 223 back in 05, 06 against the Vicks. A lot of big scores. Fucking hell, Watson made 200 in that one as well against the Vicks. It's a six for 900 game. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so then Marnus comes in fourth. Uh, and then tied for fifth is Gilly and Michael DiVenuto, who both got 189 in their perspective, respective games that they played in. So uh, well done to Marnus and the Queenslanders. Speaking of Usman, um, he has recently announced that he will be going to play in the Pakistan Premier League because he was born in Pakistan and has never been given the opportunity to play a game in his home country. So he is going to go and have a crack at that. So uh, good luck to Usman with that. And um, yeah, we'll see how that all goes. We'll keep an eye on that. Probably not because it's T20. We don't really <laughs> Yeah. It was my favourite T20 league, yeah. but I haven't followed it for a couple of years, so we've been out of the loop. Can I say, this is going to be a bit of a dire prediction, but I feel something similar This what's happening in India now is going to happen in Pakistan at some stage. So I don't well, know. Who are you, the Chief of the World Health Office? Well, yep. How do you know this stuff? Just in the know, it's more from my Ethics HQ um, context. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh, like no, no, I don't know. I just see it sort of man. going that way. Like, yeah, does oh, Pakistan is it have just the vibe, population isn't it? Population in India has. Yes. Well, imagine that's the biggest issue that India has. The crazy. Yeah. True. Well, I don't know. We could go either way. But for me, I'm like, well, I don't know. Just Well, for Usman's sake, I hope, hopefully he gets to play a few games in his yeah. country of birth and gets to have that experience. And, um, probably something as people born in Australia, we might take a little bit for granted. So, like, that. Hmm. Um, so this is going to be a rather short podcast because there's not too much going on outside of this. So, um, before we're going to touch, <laughs> we're going to touch on one last thing before we uh, before we wind up here, and Roscoe's got a bit of information about our fav- our favourite old cunt playing county cricket, Mr. Darren Stevens. I do. He's our favourite. He's the oldest current <laughs> professional cricketer in the world. So I've been told. Really? He just had a. Yeah, apparently. No. No, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. What about, oh, yeah, I suppose, yes, your mate in Romania there, Pavel. Yeah, he's like, what about like Michael Hogan? 55. He's yeah, no, he's just turned but 40. Like, what are they classing as professional? Like getting paid? All right, freaking Lord. No, no, <laughs> I'm going to name about making, making, straight away. Making, you can't uh, fucking sorry. say, like, playing in fucking the NMCA is fucking professional, please. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, what, I, that's why I'm asking. That's that will make you a professional, Alex, and there's nothing further from the fucking truth. <laughs> I am a professional <laughs> cricketer. I think it's called, if you don't earn enough money to not have another job, it's called semi-professional. Okay, so well, that's why I'm clarifying, job. you know. Well, I still reckon question. there's some professional, there's probably professional cricketers floating around Asia somewhere that are pushing a bit older than Darren, in my opinion. But really? It's an inter- yes. It's a, oh, interesting for you to go and research that, I'd say. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe now and talk us through. I'll put that on my list here now. On Wikipedia. <laughs> Writing that in my I'm imaginary list. On the link. In the back of my head. Uh, I'm clicking on the link. That I'm typing to Google world's oldest professional cricketer. I'm <laughs> clicking on the first link. <laughs> <laughs> on the first link, it's pretty about pretty Roscoe's, he Was he the oldest player to take a fight? No, yet. no, first of all, Mickey had a birthday. Turned oh. 45. And on his 45th birthday, I think it was, 
he took his 30th five-fa in first-class cricket. Yep, going. And when did he take his first one, Ross? When he was 12. <laughs> so when he was 35 or 33 or something, he took his first five-fa. Oh, that's right. He was a batsman yeah. and he only took yeah. up bowling when batting got too hard at 35. Yeah. <laughs> And Jeezy runs in like a 45-year-old too. That wicket we got Martis out. It's just like the slowest low pin. And the shoulder, like the action's not that good. The, and it's just, I don't know. I don't understand. Like He's probably bowled at like 130 clicks or something. And I'm like, how? Yeah, anyway. He's a good him. player. I love he, he gets in my over 40s at 11. I've chucked out... Um, <laughs> Chucked out Don Bradman, who turned 40 on the boat home. Have you chucked to Don Bradman still with the side? Or? No, I just said that. The gingerbread man's out. But you said Don... Don't worry. Don Bradman. Yes, yes, I get it. That's a very funny joke. That was the pastry 11, I know. It's a different 11. <laughs> You're getting the two confused. Yeah. All right. One was yeah. sort of legit and your over 40s was bullshit, so yeah. Oh, the over forties was good, except that you didn't like that I had a twelfth man who turned forty on the boat trip home. Yes, it's not over forty. Okay, so but it's James Stevens. Don't, don't have an over forty eleven. <laughs> if oh twelve, if the people in the fucking side aren't over forty, like it's not hard. He's over forty now. <laughs> Well, then every fucking you can have the world's greatest over 40 11. Then just pick fucking Richie Benno's in it. All right, he's over 40. It's Ross is like the bloke at our fucking cricket club who come up to me at Prezzo night and goes, How old are you now, Mick? Oh, I'm going to be 39. Oh, so you can play in the over 40s then? Like, no, no, you have to be 40 on the day of the match. I don't turn 40 till the season's finished. He goes, Oh, it's not that hard to change your. Change your birth date in my cricket. And I looked at him and said, I'm not that fucking keen to play over. <laughs> Who is going into my cricket to fucking change it? Like an extra bit of eligibility in to play vets fucking cricket. And like, it'd be well, one of those people. Just going to go over there and dominate all those old fucks. That's yeah. probably what they're saying. And then they get absolutely <laughs> carted every week because it's ex first class cricketers and shit still playing around. I heard that's what Steve Waugh did. He just changed his date of birth on my cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, he had, to, he had to change um, juniors as well, though, unfortunately. So it's, a bit, it's double work for him. Uh, talking of Steve Waugh, Alex, Ooh. I heard that he won a photography competition. He did. It was a good photo. It was a good photo. Yes, but jobs for the boys is all I Could you describe it for the listeners, what the photo looked like? Uh, some children playing in some sand dunes in India, I think. The lighting was quite good. The perspective was fantastic. They had the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, grayscale working quite well, Ross. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought second place was pretty good. Like a kinky sunset. Oh, it's a it's a um it's a photography term. You might not understand oh, the grayscale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't yeah, ever filtered in the last fucking twenty years. Yeah, turned uh, turned the gamma up a little bit. It's another one. That's another term you might not have known. Yeah. Um, uh, pixels. Pixels. Speaking of, speaking of turning the gamma up, there was um. Did anyone see the bloke in the Bangladesh trigger that would have incredible hulked after his shoe come off? And oh, I did see that. Off and he got yeah. out. Oh, fuck me! How unlucky is that cunt! Fucking Jesus! I don't reckon I've ever had a shoe fly off before, and I've fallen off my pushy at high speeds a lot. Like, like how? 
he clearly doesn't tie them up properly and just like slips them on and off. Like, like he thought he's going out to put the bins out, so he just fucking <laughs> slipped them on and was standing on the back of the heels, and breaking them. <laughs> that just yeah, I yeah. Saw that video doing the rounds at the moment, but that's a terrible one. So speaking of that test match, the bangs got flogged by Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka made like four hundred in the first, two hundred in the second, and rolled the bangers for two hundred each time around. So Iqbal got a ninety odd, but no banger got close to a ton. So unlucky for them. But yeah, so there's Oh, so hold on. Because they're, they're Yeah. How are they allowed to play when there's IPL on? Because I thought no one else I thought no one's allowed to play. Uh, Bangladesh still they, uh, just, they don't like India. Yeah, okay, that's fair. No, it's just an agreement by most boards not to bother playing because oh, just okay. the players won't play. Yeah, but I think you're right. Probably with COVID, Mick, they've uh, relaxed that a bit to let yeah, other leagues go on because well, IPL had November as well, so it's a bit much twice in six months yeah. to expect plain air the whole time. That's yeah, so maybe there was a deal done. Two um, two players from the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders have tested positive to COVID. Yeah, I thought it was like <sighs> support staff at another club, but. Um... Mm. Oh, it wasn't Chris Lynn. The no, Bridge the Bubble. I'm just trying to get their names. Uh, name and shame. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have a tough time with this one. <laughs> Chaka Rafafi and Sandeep oh. Warrior. Very well pronounced. Yeah, mm. tried. Like Maldives. The second bloke comes out to the song, I Am A Warrior. <laughs> it comes out I, to had, I had Sandeep Warrior play for the West Mumbai Warriors, but yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a few Family bars team. of that song? I'm not sure I know it. No, just uh, not really warmed up properly to be no, doing I haven't that done your it. vocal, vocal um, not this warm-ups. evening. Yeah, maybe next time. Mm. I'll just uh, let rip with a few few lines of that one for you. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. I, just, I think it'll it'll go well with the, that surname. Maybe we could work in a few other names. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone want to hear my uh, Hey Shane Warne song again? Like, oh, no. yes, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mute him now. No way. Uh, speaking of blokes who like to mute, I saw Peter Fitz, is it Fitz Simons, the old rugby yep. ninja cunt. Oh, I love the pirate loves bandana guy. Bandana, yeah. fuck. Bandana, thinks he's a pirate. He was whinging that, um, how can the IPL go ahead and the Olympics can't? I'll do the exact same thing I did at the start of the podcast and I rub my fingers together going, because of fucking money, Peter. Because yeah. of fucking money. Yep. But it is funny yeah. that the world, basically the worst COVID centre in the world, is able to play a tournament with international players, but we can't have good things. But yeah. Just There's a lot less people at the IPL. There's only eight teams of 20 players or whatever. There's yeah. not a lot of people. Yeah, but there's not 3,000 billion people living in Japan either, Ross, so... Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> it's quite it's quite dense over there. I will say that from being... These were rather populous. I just think you don't have either. I wouldn't have had the IPL. Like, yeah, no, I both. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of bloody cricket tournaments, the World T20s, they're meant to be in India, and they said they'll play it in UAE if they have to, if it all c- continues to go as badly as it is over there. Mm. So it's interesting. And like, Australian... Well, we were meant to host the World T20s, correct? Yeah. We were yep. meant to host and then they said India were meant to do the next one, but then Australia are going to do the one after that. Well, now, like, we'll just do the Australian one now. I can't remember. Or, or we don't have it. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, because people were going to die. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the World Test Championship final? Will it go ahead? In I don't June? Know, that, when's that meant to be? In a couple of weeks, isn't it? June. June. Where's it? Oh, held at Lords, isn't it? Yeah. 
You feel uh, like England will have that under control. New Zealand or India? Both of them. No, but who finished on top of the other one? Who's one and who's two? Oh, India, I think. If India are one, I think it should go ahead and give New Zealand a chance to beat them. If they're two, then I think it should just be given to the highest ranked team. <laughs> what if it's, it's a draw, Mick? Do you yeah. think they'll do boundary countback? Oh, fuck. No, dot ball countback. It's test. Stop ball countback. They do a countback based on how many people can be classed as a New Zealand legend. And India have zero celebrities. <laughs> fuck. I mean, that would be awesome if that happened to New Zealand <laughs> again. <laughs> Imagine. Lords like, twice like as good burn the place down. Yeah, team has the most New Zealanders win. Oh, unlucky India. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Palms room with a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> literally fighting. Yeah, literally kicking people while they're on the ground. Yeah. 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 So, mm. Alex, yes. we sign off because you did mention earlier you read a bit of the information about the South Africa situation. Do you want to fill us in? Mm, yeah. So, essentially. Sporting South Africa, I forget their actual yep. title, um, lost confidence in the board due to poor mismanagement and huge corruption, um, which was found out. Um, oh, that was in like 2018, I think. It's been going on simmering for a while that um, sport in South Africa wouldn't would take away their acknowledgement that the board of cricket South Australia are the custodians of cricket. Uh, sorry, yes. South Africa. Africa back is terrible as well, but we're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're sending a Mike Hussey over shortly to um, cricket South Africa. Um, yeah, I would too, because look at the good job he's done at yeah. South Absolutely, Australia. Absolutely, yeah. He's got prize, so yeah. I think they're going to yeah. make Quinn Fox dad to coach so he can pick his son. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to bring back Alan Donald as the um, main coach. Yeah. yeah. Just like Jason Gillespie. Alex, sorry to cut you off. No, no, this is good. I love it. Um, so essentially, it hasn't happened, but they it was very close to them saying, you're, you're not like acknowledged as the custodian, so then it'll fall to the government to run, the, wipe all the board members, everything's wiped, government will run it. But the problem with that is the ICS, you need to go through a ratification, you um, indicated this a bit earlier, but a ratification process for the ICC to acknowledge that sport, South Africa, the owners, and then they have to go through the whole process again, just like becoming a test nation. Yeah. Essentially. So that's why they didn't do it. I think they come to an agreement, but the key point was they got rid of, uh, I think they had a huge board. Like It's like an old board with like 14 members yeah. on it or something, ridiculously sized. There was the seven provinces were all represented by someone on the board. Now they're still there on the board, but the... The, the I can't remember the specific numbers, but the balance were all five got rid of. But the other members are still there. And there was lots of infighting and power struggles within those provinces and the people on the board because they they did like really terrible shit, like charging credit cards for their own parties and, you know, getting flights here, there. And oh, it's terrible. Well, it's pretty corrupt. And, and stuff, but... oh, who, who would... They sound, they sound like they're politicians. Yeah, yeah. credit card for personal gain. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, someone had like a uh, $3,000 a month mean? mobile phone bill. So, yeah. Oh, it should have been legit for work. He, he said um, he Alex, didn't know how to... Yes. If, if I was going to take that issue to the ethics HQ, what do you think they would say about that? Um, I'm going to be on the fence with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who no. is using 
highly, highly unethical. Did the person using the mobile phone not know how to turn off roaming? Was that the issue? Did they go oh. overseas? Data roaming. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they were accompanying the team on a tour of India and got to turn off data roaming. <laughs> yeah, that's it. For five weeks. Yeah. yeah. Lucky it was only three grand. Could have been that's, 30. Yeah. Um, Put that one heap, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's it. But I think they come to an agreement. So they're still acknowledged as the custodians of the game or the... You know, acknowledged as a board and a organisation by Sports South Australia, uh, South Africa. Um, so yeah, they're still they don't have to go through that reprocess with ICC. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, yeah, no, because I read something. Yeah, that basically the clip where the, the minister basically said, "I'm going to come in and take over." And the ICC said, "That's fine," and we'll lose test status because they don't want governments running. Just the board has to be independent of the government or something. Yeah, that's interesting because BCCI is like a form of the government. Oh, um, yeah, it they would have been something. Off, it's okay. Ethics Centre had a look at it. They said, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Said, that's all right, mate. Philosophically, yeah. I have no problem with that. They said, as soon as you give us 80% of our revenue, you can have whatever set up you want. Okay. And we're ethically okay with that. Nobody's going to sit on the table. This one's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so that's, Lanka, that's... You try and do that. No, we'll kick it. Yeah, absolutely. In a heartbeat. Just watch us. Yeah. yeah. Take us on. Yeah. yeah. All righty. I think that's about us done. I don't think we can wrap it on too much longer. So it's one of our shorter ones. Bulls happy. There's just not that much fucking cricket going on. So we'll get it in the books and that'll be us done. So uh, thank you, boys. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, if you need socks, Frederick Harold's where it's at. Hit them up. Always. Socks. Um, if you don't need socks, well, fuck off then. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so from sunny Melbourne, Fair we're enough. kissing down fucking rain. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye bye. Just a final thought from me, Mick. Yes, uh, just right. looking forward to mid-year cricket starting up in about three weeks. Oh, just as it starts to get frosty. <laughs> That's it. Imagine dropping fucking catches. It's bad enough dropping them when it's fucking warm. When Imagine uh, copping one of the bonds accidentally. Like, it just splits through your hands. <laughs> uh, All right. See you later. See you, bro.